Hello, Alan Dockery here with another episode of Preventive Health and Safety. So glad you could join us. Today I'm going to be talking about slow developing risks. These are risks that might not seem like when you start off they have an immediate impact on your life, but later on they could because they slowly develop into a real considerable risk. You know, as we get older, things start to change and aging itself is actually a risk factor. If you think about it, uh, when you talk about risk factors for heart disease, age is one of them because as we get older, things happen in the arteries and vessels in our heart. And so we're, we're more of a risk for heart failure than someone that's younger. So, and, and same thing with our bones. Our bones get a little bit more brittle. Uh, when I fell several times uh, in my life up to my age of 67 right now, I mean, there was always a risk of breaking a bone and getting hurt, and I did break a couple bones. But now that I'm older, you know, we have, uh, when those brittle bones are more apt to break, and so we've got to be more cautious. Uh, how many times have you heard about an elderly person falling and having a hip fracture, for example? What a terrible tragedy. But it happens. Those things happen with age. But I'm going to talk about some things that when you start off, they don't seem like an immediate risk, but they definitely, they definitely do develop into a serious, serious health risk. All right. So let's talk about another one that I don't like to talk about. And that's weight gain. Uh, when we start off at a certain weight and we feel like we're doing a good job maintaining our weight, our BMI or body mass index is pretty close to where it really needs to be. Uh, you know, we feel pretty good about ourselves. But then as sometimes as we get older and sometimes it just happens, we start putting on some weight. That can be due to a couple different things. It could be due to eating more or eating more of the wrong things. And it could be in a slowdown in our activity. Maybe we're a little more sedentary than we used to be. Maybe we don't get out and exercise as much. Some people just have such busy lifestyles with work and and other things they're involved in, they just don't take the time to exercise properly. And of course, fast food is a lot quicker than preparing meals. So we're suffering on both ends there. We're not eating as healthy. We're eating the wrong kind of foods. It's helping us gain weight that we don't want to gain. And then on the other side, we're not exercising as much and we don't have as much activity. So guess what? We start putting on weight. And if you look at America today, and we've talked about it before, there, we have a huge problem with obesity. Now, when you think about that being a risk, you say, well, I'm a little overweight. That's no problem. But you know what? It is because added weight causes more stress on your heart. It really does. And it also causes high blood pressure. It can cause diabetes. There's many things that being overweight can cause. But it takes time for those things to develop. And that's why, that's why you have that feeling sometimes like, Oh, I'm okay. And, and people get like that. They just, they don't think about down the road. They're just thinking about right now. Right now, I feel okay. I'm a little bit overweight. I can lose a few pounds, but I feel okay. But it's a slow developing risk. This year you might feel okay and next year and five years from now and 10 years from now. But if you're overweight and you're not as active as you used to be and you're eating the wrong kind of foods down the road, it's going to cost you because it is a major risk factor 
in several health conditions. So even though it comes on gradually and it seems like it doesn't cause you any problems right off front, it's going to cause you problems later on. So it's something you need to think about. So, well, yeah, I'm about 10 pounds overweight. I can lose it any time. Okay, start today. <laughs> I mean, when's the best time to lose weight? Besides 10 years ago, today, right? So you've got to think about these things. And then 20 years down the road, you're going to be so glad that you took the time to stop that slow developing risk. What about smoking? Oh, here we go. Smoking is one of those things that people do all the time and they feel fine. I mean, uh, most of the people I know that smoke, they're not short of breath all the time. They're not having any respiratory difficulties. They don't seem like they have any real major health conditions. But of course, most of the people that I work with and that I know are a lot younger than I am. Smoking is a slow developing risk. It takes time for the damage to occur. Smoking causes so many problems. When you think about it, it can cause high blood pressure. And high blood pressure itself, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, it can cause a number of different health conditions. It also can cause, uh, it's increasing a risk factor for cancer. Lung cancer, mouth cancer, throat cancer, all these types of cancers from the continual ingestion of those toxins that are found in cigarettes can eventually cause you to have a horrible health condition and even cause you to die. You see what I'm saying? You know, the kids go around smoking nowadays because they want to be cool and then you get a little bit older and you're already hooked and you go through your 20s and 30s and you don't seem like there's anything wrong with it. But it's a slow developing risk. Eventually, it's going to take its toll. Okay. Remember in our first couple episodes, we talked about weighing the risk and we talked about minimizing risk and trying to do everything you can to get rid of risk factors that are eventually going to cause you problems. Well, I guarantee you, this is one of them. We still have thousands and thousands of people in the United States smoking. Uh, and it's just unbelievable after all the ads that have been put out and off all the warnings, people still smoke cigarettes. And you know why? Because they don't feel any different. And because it's a long acting or a slow developing risk factor, just like overeating and being overweight. I feel great. I'm a little overweight. I'm not as active as I used to be. I can't get around as good as I used to, but I'm still okay. It's a slow developing risk factor. How about alcohol? Alcohol is something else that is very damaging for your body. I know people say, yeah, I know my grandma. She drunk. She drank, uh, you know, some whiskey every day and she lived to be 99 years old. Well, that's wonderful, but that's the exception rather than the rule. People start drinking alcohol, they don't realize all the things that take place in the body whenever you drink alcohol. And not only that, people start to get this feeling of confidence because they're able to drink more and more, and it doesn't seem to bother them. It doesn't seem to affect them. They can have four and five drinks where years ago, four and five drinks would have just totally, uh, you know, they would have lost it. They'd have been totally drunk. But now they can drink that without any problem. Your body's developing more of a tolerance, so you can have even more and even more. It's, it's bad enough that people drink like that and then drive. But 
it's doing damage to your body. Do you know that there are several things in the liver that are really highly affected by alcohol? It really is. There's also some conditions of the blood that can be, be affected by the consumption of alcohol. Uh, so many things. And people that have cirrhosis of the liver, people that get liver and pancreas cancer, those are all high risks due to, or those are conditions that are high risk due to the fact that people are intaking alcohol. So you've got to, you got to think about these things. And I, I know people don't. I know someone right now, I care about him a lot. He drinks quite heavily. And it's, it doesn't seem to bother him. He's still able to function. He's still going strong. But eventually, over time, it's going to cause serious impact in his life. And that's what I keep trying to tell people. It's not always about the now. I, I'm not really super set on, uh, on just taking care of my life now. That's not what preventive health and safety is all about. Preventive health and safety is about doing things now that are going to prevent things from happening to you later. You understand? I put my seatbelt on now so that if I get in an accident, it's going to protect me from serious injury or death later. And whenever I quit smoking, whenever I quit drinking, whenever I start losing some weight and exercising, I'm doing those things now so that I don't develop serious health conditions later. Then there's blood pressure. Now, you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Most people that have high blood pressure uh, can't help it. It's called essential hypertension. It means there doesn't seem to be a real cause for it. Uh, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. It's just something that you have. My mother and father both had high blood pressure, so voila, I have high blood pressure. So how can we do something about that? Well, very easy, very simply put, you can do what the doctor tells you, right? So many people have high blood pressure and they just get it checked once in a while and ignore it. That's a problem because later on, that slow developing risk is going to end up causing you to have some serious problems with your health. When you think about high blood pressure, it affects your heart. It can affect your brain. It can affect so many things in your body. Your kidneys, for example, that pounding and that high blood pressure beating through that kidney in a repeated day after day, month after month, year after year, causes damage to those vessels inside your kidney. And now you're no longer able to filter the blood like you're supposed to. And you have kidney disease, you end up on dialysis, having a, needing a transplant. It's a horrible condition to have to live with. And you, if you take care of yourself and you really make sure your blood pressure is controlled now, it won't be a slow developing risk factor for something else later. You have four chambers in your heart, right? Those four chambers uh, have various functions, but the chamber on the bottom left is the one that actually pumps the blood out through all the heart, or all the body, excuse me, pumps the blood throughout all the body. So it has a very important function, right? So that high blood pressure, once you have that pressure build up inside your vessels, 
that that muscle in that bottom left part of your heart has to be harder and harder and harder and harder. And you know what happens when you work a muscle? Here, let me show you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But if you continue to work a muscle really hard, it gets bigger, it gets stronger. And that's good for some of our muscles, but not for that heart muscle. Because when it becomes bigger and stronger and thicker, it becomes less effective and eventually can cause heart failure and death. High blood pressure is something that you got to take seriously because it is a slow developing risk. I just wish I could get people to understand how, how much you have to pay attention now to these things that are going to affect you later because later on it's going to be too late. Hey, when I'm 70 some years old and I've had a stroke and I'm in a wheelchair and I'm paralyzed on one side and I can hardly talk and I'm at risk for even more strokes. I can't say then, oh, I think I'll control my blood pressure. I mean, it's the damage has been done. And that's why I'm calling your attention today to what I call these slow developing risks. You want to make sure you get them out of your life early before they cause that type of problem. And another one is diabetes. You know, diabetes, you say, well, diabetes is a condition. It's not really a risk. But diabetes is a risk for so many other conditions. When you think about diabetes, it, it causes heart disease. You know, it, it, that, that constant high level of blood glucose or sugar gets into your arteries and it causes them to harden. And, it, you know, it, 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 they're less pliable. You know how the blood vessels, they, they're very pliable. So when they beat, they expand, they contract, they expand, they contract. But whenever you have arthrosclerosis, it's a condition that makes those, those blood vessels harden. Uh, you know, you have arterial sclerosis, which means that you're getting some fatty tissue and some cholesterol and, and lipids build up inside your blood vessels. But when you have that atherosclerosis, that means that the, not only do you have that, but now you have a hardening. Now you, you don't have the expansion that you need to have to pump that blood. And diabetes causes that. Kidney disease, same thing. That blood sugar gets in there and causes all kind of havoc in those little nerve centers and, and those pathways in your kidneys. And the next thing you know, your kidneys aren't working. And as a matter of fact, I've been in dialysis now, working in dialysis now for over 30 years. And I know what I'm talking about. The two leading risk factors for kidney disease and the need to have kidney dialysis, high blood pressure and diabetes between those two things. Now, don't forget, whenever you have diabetes, you have a narrowing of a lot of blood vessels. So places that need to get blood don't get blood anymore. And it's very reduced, like your feet. Uh, you all of a sudden you start losing circulation in your feet and especially in your toes and they're prone to infections diabetics are uh, they have what they call diabetic neuropathy where the nerves it, it, you start getting a tingling and a burning and and some pain down in your lower extremities many many people that have had amputations you look at them and, and talk to them you find out they had diabetes and diabetes is a a really dehabilitating condition. But the trouble is when you have diabetes and you're young, if you control it, then you can avoid many of those conditions. 
you know, you think about your eyes. You don't want to go blind. You don't want to lose your vision. But the truth is, when you have diabetes, it gets in there and starts working on the nerves in the back of your eye, the retina, and you have what you call diabetic retinopathy. It's, it's a condition of the retina of your eye, and you start having poor vision, and a lot of times blindness occurs. All of these terrible health conditions as a result of having diabetes. But wait a minute. What did I say? It was a slow developing risk. If you have diabetes when you're young and you take care of it and you control it and you do everything you can to make sure that you're keeping it within limits, you are at far less risk for some of these health conditions than others who don't. So what is actually the the big issue here? I mean, when you look at all these different things and you see all these slow developing risk factors, I mean, what what is the main issue? The main issue is this. Most people today don't really pay much attention to the slow developing risk factors they have in their life. They don't. You see these young kids out and these young adults out and taking a break and out in front of a building somewhere smoking. They're not thinking about what's going to happen when they're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. People that are consuming alcohol like crazy, they don't think about what's going to happen to their liver and how it's going to be able to function. And by the way, if your liver quits, don't have too many options, do you? So many people die from liver disease because of alcoholism and alcohol abuse, basically. Just even if it doesn't get to the point where it is affecting your your social life or your your functionality, it still can cause a lot of damage to your liver. Diabetes, high blood pressures, all these things we talked about today are just examples of slow developing risk factors. And as we get older, all those chickens start to come home. All those risk factors that were slow developing, they take time, but they do develop. You get older, now here they are, and it's something that you're going to have to live with. So think about it today, would you? Spend some time thinking about any risk factor that you have in your life that might even just be a slow developing risk factor. I'm not going to go over all the examples again. But we, but you, you've heard this. You understand what I'm talking about. Now examine your life because I want you to live a long, healthy life. I don't want you to succumb to some horrible uh, health condition later on in life and miss out on those last wonderful years. I want you to enjoy them and to enjoy them. You've got to minimize risk. And a part of minimizing risk is getting rid of these slow developing risk factors. Thank you very much for joining us. We're going to look forward to having you come visit us again. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, you, there's no telling what you could do if you spread this around a little bit and just say, hey, just listen to this guy a couple of times. Because every time there's going to be something in there that's going to be helpful. It might not, I might not be the m- most entertaining speaker in the world. Definitely not the best looking if you're actually watching this instead of just listening to it. Uh, but I care. And every time I sit down to do this broadcast, I think about what can I say and what can I do to help people? What can I do to help them so that they understand 
that their life is their responsibility and their health is going to determine how long they live. And I want them to live a long and healthy life. Visit my website, preventivehealthandsafety.com, www.preventivehealthandsafety.com. Have lots of blogs in there. Have a place where you can sign up and send me emails, send me questions. I'd love to have that. I'd love you to say, hey, Alan, would you do me a favor and talk about this? And I'll actually get back with you, tell you what episode it's going to be, when it's going to be aired, and, uh, and, and you'll be able to listen to it. It's say, well, I have a friend that he needs a colonoscopy and he's just afraid to have it done. And, you know, I know these women that they don't want to have their mammograms done and they don't worry about this. They don't take the flu shot or whatever. Uh, let me know and I'll be able to, I'll be glad to go over some of those things on these podcasts because there's all kinds of subjects that we can talk about that can help you minimize risk and live a long and prosperous life. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you on our next episode.